Hello and welcome to another Video Mana podcast. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. And so we're going to do that right now. We've been in chapter 11 of Genesis and that chapter ends the genealogy of Shem, who happens to be Abram's, later to be called Abraham, um, grandfather to the eighth power. So great, 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 great grandfather. So so great, right? We, we keep this in mind because we were following God's promise to provide the one that would crush the serpent's head. And so he's doing it through Shem's genealogy. And so from Shem to Abram is this last section in Genesis 11. So we, we kind of get caught up here when we see Terah, who is Abram's father, begin the journey from Mesopotamia to what would become the promised land. So it's not promised yet. We just see at the end of chapter 11, Terah take his family on this journey, and he settles in uh, this place called Haran, which is about halfway between where they were at in Ur to where later Abram will be called to in the land of promise. So, so um, inexplicably, Terah takes his family, including Abram and all their family to this, uh, this land of Haran. And so they dwell there until Terah dies. And so that's where we pick up in chapter 12. And so in the beginning of chapter 12, Abram is presented with, with this choice. Now it's, it's a command from God, but Abram has a choice to be obedient or to be disobedient. And so, um, We'll take what we read here and kind of consider Abram's choice to be obedient or disobedient into account. And so let's, let's read these first few verses here. In Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so from what we can see here and what we can kind of sur surmise, um, we, we see a couple things. We see that Abraham was called out. So he, he was called to leave his country and his family and his father's house. But more importantly, he was also called into something. He was called into a land that the Lord would provide him. Um, he was called into this promise of being a great nation, and he, his own name was to be made great. And at the end, he was promised here God's blessing over him and his house and over the whole earth, and then conversely, the, the, the curse on those who would curse him. And the final thing, which is the totality of Abram's obedience is, and I would argue this is what he's called into, is he's called into this right relationship with God, which we see that Abraham um, does. He's obedient to this call. We see in verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, 
And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So they go on this journey from Haran to the promised land, which they've never seen. Um, there's only this promise. And we're not told until the New Testament what caused Abram to be so immediately obedient. We see here it says, so Abram departed right after he was commanded. So he was immediately obedient. And from these passages, we can, we can glean a little bit. We can see a little bit of why that might be. But we're not told until the New Testament exactly. So we, we need to remember that this is, this is post-flood, um, post-Babel. The languages had been confused for generations, and God had rightly evaluated man's heart in that the imagination of the heart would be evil from his youth, mankind. So there had been no apparent right relationship or right worship or right commune with God since then until we get to, to this conversation with Abram and the Lord. And so there was no example of how to listen to or how to worship God. So then why would Abram, without all of this, without any example, be so quick to obey God? And this is where we find ourselves in the New Testament in Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. And it reads, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham trusted God. He trusted him and his promises, and that's the simple answer. It's the correct answer, and, and really it's the only one that makes sense in this context, coming from a place of, of absolutely no model of how to interact with God. We see God interacting with Abram and Abram trusting him. He trusted in God and his promises, and this faith that Abram had when we back up in Hebrews to Hebrews 11.1, 1, we see that this faith isn't, isn't a blind obedience and it's not something taken, well, let's just go to the passage. Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So our faith, Abram's faith, is a faith based on evidence and substance. And just as it was for Abram, it is for us. We know the Lord because he's been revealed to us. And, and we see this here in, in this verse 12. This is how the, the, Abram became acquainted with the Lord, because the Lord revealed himself to him. And so the evidence and substance for our faith is Jesus, and for Abram it was God, in, as he had revealed himself here in this uh, chapter 12. So when God revealed himself to Abram in that conversation, Abram believed. And, and it was a faith based in God, based on his character, on what he was saying and revealing himself. And so we see that that's the nature of our relationship with God. He reveals himself to us and when we have a, a response. So three times in Psalms, 19.1, 56, and 97.6, we're told that the heavens declare the glory of the, of the Lord or, or declare his righteousness. So, so we see creation is, is God's revelatory mechanism as well, uh, but he also reveals himself to us primarily through Scripture. 
uh, through people who he has chosen to record his scripture. We see this in Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, he has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had, had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so it's this revelation that, that my, that's my prayer for you, is that, that you've experienced this revelation from the Lord about the truth of who Jesus is, about the truth of who God is, and, and what he's done for you in your life, and, and that you have responded to that in the affirmative. And so until next week, stay encouraged and stay in the word.